0: Hey, this is Brian Jum. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. I think. Amuses me. This is Pride Jump. Welcome to the Super Mario Brothers podcast. Oops, sorry. SAI, Million Dollar PDR podcast. Did you even know there was a Super Mario Brothers song? I didn't. I was just going to play the little, that little chime thing they do, they have in the game or whatever, when you get the gold coin or whatever, but anywho, I don't know, I thought that was funny. Um... And that's all that matters, damn it. It's my podcast, and I'll cry if I want to. How you been? It's Wednesday, hump day. Get to your humping. Everybody start humping when I drop the bell. Ready? Hump. Um, everything's good around here. Everything's good. Um, last time I don't I didn't mention, but over the weekend, we've got two Porsches where we're storing right now, or pres- preserving, and two buses, which is way too much work. So I've got to cut one of these things loose, otherwise my wife is gonna divorce me like three times over. It's just too much time, too much effort, too much money. You know, the Porsches are cool and they're easy. The buses, man, oh man, oh man, so much work. Um, for what? For what? You got? I mean, from a financial standpoint, if you're gonna restore something, it needs to make sense. Number two, you need to love it. And I, I like buses, don't get me wrong, but financially it makes no sense. I mean, do a Porsche, I mean, shit. Same amount of time. You only have so much time on the clock, right? Might as well do something that's going to have an impact, leverage. So, anyway, enough of that. But I'll tell you right now, it's good for my son. My oldest boy's been helping out. Um, now that he's out of college, and it's teaching him a really nice, good, hard work ethic. And he grinds. I mean, the kid, Hunter, gets down, gets gets busy. So it's it's been fun. Um, I like to see him work hard like that, learn the value of a dollar and the value of an hour, right? And then hopefully later on, not trade hours for time, but that's another thing. I think I've talked about that ad nauseum, but if you weren't didn't listen to that, there's a guy named Naval, N A V A L. The dude's got life down. He just does about how time and money shouldn't be tied together. You know, that's one of the bad things about PDR. You you do one dent, you don't get paid on it continually, do you? You get paid once. Imagine going back to the guy and say, Okay, every week you're gonna pay me for that dent. You know. Sidebar, I was doing a retail the other day and the guy had a, a pack a package deal where they through lexus where they take care of the wheels the interior and dents and scratches twenty six hundred dollars is what he paid for that package guys that reselling those damn things that's profit and the guy he bid on it he bid on it and of course when he took it in they did his wheels but then when he had that four inch body line dent oh i'm so sorry sir that is beyond the specifications in your contract and i told him i go look be ready to call me back because that's probably not going to be covered in their contract Brian, you're right. How'd you know? Well, I've been in this game for a long time, Bob. Let's get this thing going. So anyway, and then when I showed up, um, that four inch dent was as, as described. I think I had him for like five and change on it. Uh, but then he had two creases, about 12, 13 inch each, kind of protruding out of the photo. Uh, what about these two parts of the dent? Bob, do you want these done too? Yeah, why not? Let's throw those in. Okay. I can throw them in. You're looking about double the estimate, though. Oh, Jesus! Thousand dollars for all this, huh? Yeah, I'll tell I'll do it for nine. All right, let's do it, Bob. You're my kind of customer. So, anyway, enough of that. Enough of stories about Bob. You didn't come here to talk about Bob, did you? Of course not. Uh, what What is your work music? What do you guys like to listen to? Do you Do you uh, throw the headphones in and get your grind on? Are you no? You like static noise? Uh, I, I like music. I hate walking into Target or stores and I hear like a hum. I want to hear music, light music. It just makes me happier. I want to be there. I, I play music wherever I go, in my house, at work. Um, we've got a little, uh, like a laptop here where where I'm pretty much the DJ most of the time, but I let the guys kind of mix some of their stuff in as long as it's not like Earl Sweatshirt, you know, where it's mother F or everything and then customers come in and they, you know, they think they walked into a, a rap dungeon or some shit. But, uh... No, I mean, it's tough for me to do pods when I'm working because I, I like, if I'm going to listen to a pod and something I want to focus on, it's hard for me to focus on that and then focus on work, which is weird. I know a lot of guys that can do pods and work. That's just not me. Um, I'd rather just go for like maybe some soul music or lo-fi, classic rock. You know, that's kind of that's my vibe. But uh, anyway, so yeah, let's move on to it. Today, PDR market segments. I've done this before and God damn it, I'm going to do it again. Because it's important, especially for you noobs that are coming in, you're thinking about learning PDR. Hey, what, where's my clientele? What, Brian, where should I go? Where should I point my, my jalopy at to make the most money and work the least hard? In other words, work smart. Well, we're going to go over that. You, you picked the right episode, Billy. So who and what sort of work do you want to do? And by the way, I'm speaking from experience. This isn't me just reading about other people. We've actually done this. We've actually walked the walk. I don't know a lot of dent guys. Who and maybe it's just because I'm stupid and I've done all this stuff. I don't know. Maybe I just like variety. Maybe it's just because I've been in the game for over three decades now. That's a third of a century. For you that are good at math and I'm not. Um, that's a long time. In in uh, not in the sp- the span of life, but as far as uh, well the world, you know, it's not millions of years. It's just thirty. So I guess that's a freaking it's a blip. It's a grain of sand on the beach. But it's something to me. So anyway, all right, so a um, couple of different things you could do. You could do uh, the hail business. You could do hail for body shops. You could do retail hail, dealer hail, uh, like we just talked about last podcast. You could do be a broker. Um, otherwise, wholesale PDR. You can do auctions, uh, rentals, body shops, uh, dealers, and even uh, wholesalers. So let's go over this just real quickly. Hail for body shops. They can pay you anything from 100% of the ticket down to like 10%. That's on you. Who you pick and how you pick and the, the environment and how they're going to pay you matters. Okay, but there's good money in it typically. And typically, there's it's pretty good working environments. Not always. Your mileage may vary. Retail, hail. Hey, is it your retail setup or somebody else's? If it's yours, hey, you made your own bed, lie, lie in it. Maybe you're making great money, but... You know, maybe you have expenses and you got to pay people and other... There's a lot of moving parts in retail hail. Don't think there's just a walk in the park. Oh, man, you're going to make 10000 a day. Maybe. Maybe, but you're going to be busting your ass for that. So just know that retail hail has a big upside and it also has some downsides. Dealer hail. Typically, they don't pay a lot of money. And I'm talking like like shit. Um, the environment might be decent. The work could still be, be trash. So I'm never... Been a huge fan of dealer hail. I did, I talked about the one I did in Iowa a couple years ago, but it's far and few between guys. And I've talked to a lot of dealers. Most of the time, by the time the deal gets cut, it's been sliced off so many times that everybody ate the whole entire salami and you just got the wrapper. And it just makes no sense. Cause I don't like chewing on a wrapper. Wholesale PDR, um, like auctions. The good thing about car, dealer, I'm talking about dealer, not not public auctions. Dealer auctions like Mannheim, Odessa. Um, we've done those, a lot of those for, for decades. Um, not doing too many right now. Um, the good news is volume. A ton of work. You show up every, every week. You get paid regularly. Um, the work's usually pretty light and easy. It, it's actually cush. If, if I had to say what's the best niche, unless I happen to just be doing hail a lot, I think auction PDR is the number one. If you can get yourself your teeth into an auction or a couple auctions, bite in and don't let go like a shark. I'm telling you right now. Easy money comes easy and and it, it's it's just it's the best the work's not that hard um the environment's usually okay you're typically working outside but hopefully unless that unless it's you know shitty weather then maybe you can get get an indoor spot um but those accounts are hard to get so you need to be a great marketer and a great salesperson. but if you are and you can land land a couple of those i'm telling you right now you're you're made in the shade you really are um rentals um typically turnbacks and maintenance service it's volume money, that's the good news. It's seasonal, which is not such, such good news. Um, it's very competitive to get those accounts because it's volume and there's big money there. The cars are messed up. How well are you going to treat your rental car? Like a dirty-ass stepchild with a snotty nose, right? So, And there's no drilling. So you're doing these messed up cars. You can't get easy access. They, they typically pay cheap per car because they know you're getting volume and there's a lot of competition driving the price down. And then you can't even glue pull the shit because it's already been hit five times and it's got, you know, tree rings of paint on it and there's no way you're going to glue pull it. So you can't glue pull, you can't drill, you're pushing on shitty ass, ass paint that, that marks up. So I'm not a big fan of rentals. I got burned by a couple of the big boys like Alamo and Dollar. And after a while I just said, you know what, I'm sick of paying my guys and not getting paid. So I walked away from rentals. I'm done. I, it doesn't mean there's good accounts out there. There is. there, But it's just it's not for brides. Um, body shop PDR. Um, it's typically small. It's typically easy. It's usually no drill without permit, unless you get permission. Uh, but it's low pay. They think they could pay 75, 100, 125 bucks. Very few of the buy shops are up with the current pricing in 2023. Um, the good news is you're paid day of repair. Um, so that and then the other thing about it, but most body shops don't understand how to sell PDR or the advantages, which is kind of silly. But I get it because they, they're very narrowly focused on conventional pair, why should they know? But the guys that kind of open up their minds and they rip off the blinders, they run the buy shops or own them, those are the guys to get with because I know guys that do really well through buy shops because they've actually landed with a cat that's actually got vision and understands how to leverage PDR. Most people don't, just know that going in. And it's hard to sell an old dog new tricks, I'm telling you right now. This old dog that's talking to you? Yes, I like new tricks. I will roll over and play dead if you want. Just make it worth my while. Um, Dealer PDR, it's very competitive. It's probably the most popular thing that people get into. Um, The good thing is it's regular work. You show up every week, they have to sell cars, meaning they need those cars serviced. So it's an automatic PDR machine for you. The bad news is the pay usually isn't great. It's nowhere near the other segments typically, but usually it's easy. It's competitive though. It's hard to get those accounts. And then they're not usually rock steady. They'll, They'll usually go away pretty quick um, wholesaler PDR, hardly anybody talks about this. This is the independent dealers that typically sell to other dealers. So they, they're doing dealer trades. They're buying cars at auctions. They're on the street. They're trying to find cars for the dealer to sell those guys. Albeit, there are some dudes that will pay. Um, and I, I still service a couple guys cause they know, Hey, I, if I, if I take that car to Brian, I'm going to get my ass bled, but he's going to do a great job, big or small. I'll do it all. Like we, if you, I don't know if you saw, we had a, couple old Chevy Caprice wagons that this guy bought on the street and he's selling me at the auction or gonna sell them retail that guy pays me well I think his name's Sean and I have a couple of those dudes from time to time they bring me cars but they know it's not gonna be a hundred dollar debt it's not gonna be 75 bucks don't jew me don't grind me I'm you know I'll give you a good price but you have got to be willing to pay you know that's it and it's typically gonna be bigger stuff but like I said wholesale with PDR it's a it's a good, it's a good deal for new tax, I think honestly. But don't, don't make the mistake like I think maybe I was, was new to the game, giving these guys volume pricing. Buddy, I'm gonna give you so many cars, da da da. They promise you the world. Just plan on doing that one car for the next month. So don't volume price. I'm gonna price you for this car. You want to stack three cars in front of my face right now? I'll give you three car pricing. Otherwise, don't bullshit me. Because they are really good at, they're freaking slimy ass. They're usually ex-car salesmen turned into wholesalers, so that's their DNA. So just notice that, right? All right, retail. Okay, back in the day when I did mobile, before we had our own studios and shops, we didn't even have cell phones, guys. I don't even think we had cars. I think we walked to the customers' houses. Um, We only had pagers. I shit you not. It was too difficult because they'd say I have a ding, and what they meant was they had a ding in the paint, or they had rust, or they had a bumper. All this stuff that we weren't doing at the time, I still am not doing rust, I'll tell you that. But it was just too difficult and we already had a bunch of wholesale, the auctions and the rentals and everything else. I'm like, why am I out wasting my time with this shit? So anytime we didn't have lettering on our trucks, we pulled it off so we didn't know how to deal with all that shit. And if somebody was referred by somebody, we would just basically say, hey, you know what, there's a great body shop, blah, blah, blah. And we didn't do retail for years because of that. Now it works. Now it works. You can do mobile because we got, you know, photos and social media and all the connectivity of the world, but I still think it's wasteful to do mobile. And any of you guys out there that are doing it, you know what I'm talking about. You're starting to kind of feel it. And I love the story of Igor, one of our former students, he went through that that uh, evolution where he was he was doing PDR. His partner, Tiago, out on uh, I think on Oahu in, in Hawaii. He's got a shop. It's doing very well. And finally, Igor, and we're gonna get him on the pod. I, I didn't let him know that yet, but. Uh, he was on not too long ago, and I think we had a sound problem, but but we got to talk to him about his new shop. And he's in Oceanside, which is not even like like a banger town. It's a military town, but he's making it work. There is an opportunity, you know. But, I mean, like I said, his town is not a mecca of business or or income, you know. But if you're in a decent town, you can make a shop work. There's just so little competition, guys. PDR is still on the retail side, so it's so frontier pioneer town. It's so open open territory i mean there's so many spots to be grabbed and i'm just shocked there's not more retail spots guys we're, t- we're kind of meat and potatoes industry guys we're kind of stupid and i'm not speaking for you guys i'm speaking for me unless you feel like you're stupid then i'm speaking to you because we all should have retail shops in my opinion it's just it, it's not expensive it's a little more of a headache but then again it's a lot less of a headache than do a mold pdr and yeah it's not as good for the client per se but then again it, it kind of is because of so many reasons which i won't get into so anyway, if you're going to have a shop, you need to be customer service oriented or hire somebody. Okay. The, pro co- the pros are obviously a lot more money and convenience. You're not traveling. So you can schedule more. You can stack cars instead of sitting on the 405 for an hour and a half to get to your next appointment because you're not getting paid for that, that hour and a half, Billy. You're just not. So notice that. The cons, you need some startup money. You need to get your first month's rent. You need to put some stickers on the wall, you know, blah, blah, blah. But And then you need to do some marketing unless you're in a really high-traveled area. Thank you, Jeff from Beach Cities, you lucky motherfucker. All right. Yeah, I did say that. So anyway, that's it, guys. 15 minutes in. Not too bad. I didn't go too long. So there's the main segments. I'm sure I probably left off a few little micro segments, but those are the main ones. Pick what you like. Pick what makes the most sense for you and your family. Don't pick your nose, but pick one of those segments. And there are... Like I said, they've all got, got their good things and they all got their kind of their slime, you know, a little bit of slimy stuff. But at the end of the day, we're all dang lucky to be PDR techs. It's it's easy money once you get good. And there's no reason for us to price our stuff cheap just because it got easier because the value the value's still there. And what we do is an art. It really is. And I didn't say that. Bob said that when I was working on his Lexus looking at what I was doing. He's like, man, this really is an art. Yeah, when you watch somebody do it, By the way, that's a little freaking, a heads up little suggestion. If you want somebody to value the estimate you're going to write, do a demo dent for them for 30 seconds and show them what we do. Once they see it in the intricacies and the delicacies and the, you know, the craftsmanship, if you will, of course they're going to pay the money or it's just not worth it for them to fix their car. You know, like the dude that came by the other day, oh, my dad, he's retired. He can't afford to shoot his bumper and push that Dan out. I'm so sorry. It's beyond his budget. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry too, but it doesn't mean we're going to lower our, our cost just because your dad's out of the budget. Why don't you pay for it? But yeah, you can't, can't be everything. can't be a be-all, win-all. You know, some people are not going to be our, our customers. And a, lot, a lot of them are though. So anyway, that's it. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys, man. Have yourself a great hump day. Get to more humping. Hump the hell out of it. And I will catch, we'll catch you on this Friday. We're going to have a good episode coming up, so don't miss that one. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye for now.